Hello, everyone. This is Daniel, and with me, as always, is Hello. Yep, and this is Dudes Who Like Movies. I don't know why I should use my full name there, but you know we haven't done this in a while, so it's a little rusty. So. Oh yeah, it's been it's been a while. Not that very many movies have come out. I mean, the last one we did was for Space Jam, and I mm. saw Suicide Squad after that. That was pretty good, but I don't feel like talking about it on here. Gotcha. Yeah, and then really, what else has come out since? Suicide Squad that I really feel like talking about. Um, I know some movies have come out like Malignant. I know people really liked that. Rocky mm-hmm. was telling me he really liked it. I haven't seen it. I've, I've, I know a few people watched it, including Grace, but I haven't watched it myself. Gotcha. Well, today we're back because a new movie came out that we actually want to talk about on the podcast. And since it's mm-hmm. Halloween, as you can see, my light is not on, so it's a little bit more spooky. But uh, the new too dark for me i couldn't do it otherwise you didn't see my face right so the new james bond movie no time to die came out i saw it well we both saw it yesterday you saw it in yeah. the evening i saw, I saw it in the morning i saw it very late i saw the 9 30 show nice oh so you probably didn't get out to like what 1 a.m yep Jeez. well yeah we saw it here's our review of it we're gonna go into the movie talk about the good the bad we'll talk about spoilers a little bit later um to start out I went to a Regal nearby that had been, I haven't been there since I think it chapter two came out. I haven't been there since the pandemic, but I went with a friend of mine who lives, you know, farther away and it was a good middle ground. So Hmm. we decided to go to Hagerstown and it was actually really nice. The Regal, it was renovated. They had, I I sent you a video. They have like stairs to a second floor now and the chairs are really much nicer. It was all clean and everything was digital, like the the posters. Yeah. Everything, everything there looked fantastic. They've been up to date. Yeah, I think Regal has really upped their game since the pandemic started because AMC, the one near us, I mean, I haven't been there since the pandemic began. But I can tell you from one of the managers that's still there, because I see him at my work uh, sometimes when he goes shopping, they're struggling a bit. I mean, it's, it's staff and then it's, most of it's kids anyway, which, I mean, obviously, since you and I worked there when we were teenagers, we get that. Yeah. Um, but the other issue is obviously it's for people, it's not worth it because they're going into the same thing. It's not, nothing's different about the theater. Yeah. At least with the Regal, the seats were nicer. They reclined a little bit. It's still not like those special AMCs that you can go to, I think like near DC or big cities where. Oh yeah. But they have like those, those, all the reclining and you can yeah, see you get like a couch and they bring you food to your table. I think I maybe read on the website, they have some theaters that do that at this Regal, but. They had the uh, uh, AMC up in uh, one lounge near Ashburn. They actually have all those seats and that kind of thing. Oh, very cool. But yeah, really the only complaint I had about this theater, and I'll get into this with the movie too. The movie was loud, man. That was, I was like almost putting in like napkins in my ears because of how loud it was. I didn't really get that vibe at the Alamo. I I mean, I I sat under the projector where no one was near me except for like the far (laughs) end. Uh, on my right, no one was near me. Like there was maybe two people, like a row down in front. There was some people, mostly they were near the stairs. Like more people set, took those seats than they did like in the middle. So like I had like the perfect view. I didn't really get the vibe. It was really loud. I'm wondering if it was just uh, I think it was the just theater because even like small things like the music just was super loud. But also I think with Regal that you were able to 
pick your seats like they do at the Alamo. I think that's the future of movie theaters is really just being able to know that you're going to get a seat. I mean, we have, I think, so. I think it's a good idea. I don't like the, I, I don't like assigned seating, but I, at, at the same time, it's more convenient than like, Oh, we, I have like, if I'm on a date and I'm like, all right, where are we going to go? It's better. Uh, service, I think. Like way in the back corner. It's instead of like, all right, we're going to be in row three. We're sitting dead in the middle. Let's go. Exactly. So anyway, no time to die. It's the last James Bond movie with Daniel Craig. I don't mm-hmm. think that's really a spoiler because he's talked about this is his last one in interviews and whatnot. So basically the plot, it picks up after Spectre where he's with that blonde lady, Madeline, I think is her name. Madeline something swan. It's a, it's a, Madeline or Mallory. It's something with an M. I remember that because her last name was Swan. Well, let me get into the plot. So basically Rami Malek is like this terrorist who develops a weapon or rather steals a weapon from MI6 who are developing a weapon to make it, it's basically like a biological weapon, but it's only, it's targeted. So if you have a certain genetic code, it's going to, attack you and kill you like instantly. But if like you don't have the genetic code, you're fine. That being said, if you have it on you to attack someone, you can't get rid of it. It's in your bloodstream. So that was interesting for, for a end of the world thing. Cause it reminded me of Kingsman almost We're like, Oh yeah, we got to take care of the world, blah, blah, blah. But the villain's motivations were different. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but. There were some plot holes in there that I didn't notice though, when they were talking about the uh, weapon and with, um, how they were going to implement it and other things that were in the movie that just kind of were like, mm, that didn't really make any sense to me, but we'll get into that, I guess. The plot was a little convoluted at some points. We'll get in there. But basically, James Bond is trying to find the scientist who can cre- create the genetic code, find out where this is coming from, and stop it from being targeted against the world. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the plot. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. So... The good, the good thing, Daniel Craig is the best Bond. I'm sorry. People love Sean Connery. He's my favorite Bond. I, Sean was one of the originals. I, I liked Brody, but when you're looking at all the Bonds that have been in it since the 60s, uh, I have to give it to Daniel Craig as well. I mean, I like objectively all except for one of his movies. I mean, every other one is fantastic. The only one I did not like was Quantum of Solace. I just don't remember that one at all. I, just, I remember when it came out, but I don't remember the plot of it at all. Anyway. That's the problem, because that's why it was so unforgettable. Because like when you look at... like My favorite one of his was Skyfall. That one's fantastic. Spectre was... Eh. Casino Royale was great. Yeah, I'm and torn then, between Casino Royale and Spectre. Like, I'm torn between but, Casino Royale and Skyfall is my favorite of his. But, yeah, see, because they're the two good ones. So that's why I think, for me personally, also he's the best Bond. Yeah, he's the best Bond. Like growing up, when we were born, it was Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye. Goldeneye is still objectively probably his best Bond movie. I have not really cared about any of his other ones. I know I've heard Die Another Day is like the worst Bond movie. It is honest to God bad. I watched it before twice, and it's just and the gadgets are cool, and they do they do like an homage, like a throwback when they look at some of the devices. Like he'll walk through one of them and um, he'll be like looking at like the suitcase from from Russia with Love, which is another one of my favorite uh, Bond movies. Um, you see the uh, well, you see that suitcase. You see the night shoe. You see the jetpack. 
yeah. in that industry that but other than that it's not a great not a good movie at all it, it is yeah. not so daniel craig is the best i really like how they show him as very damaged and emotional and he it reminded me of archer a bit and eh, archer's more lighthearted, but he Daniel Craig is the best Bond. That's our point. And mm-hmm. I really like the action in this movie. It was a different director from the last two. Um, and you could see things that were going on. Like there's a couple of scenes like in the forest and like when they're going up the stairwell where you would think, oh, this is going to be all jump cutty. But no, like even the opening scene with the car, the car chase, you can actually see what's going on. I'm like, oh, hey, I can see him pressing this button. I can see what's going on. It's not just shaky cam which i really appreciated i did like that that scene in italy also because you can tell like when he was getting when he was in his car and it was being shot up he just stood there and then eventually he started doing something the action was like not over the top and just cheesy and it also wasn't like you know straight a murder porn it was it was enough and then it just stopped before it became obnoxious and i'm sure because it's been a while since I've seen any of the other Bond movies that specifically Daniel Craig. It's been a while since I've seen any of them. In this one, he's straight up, they show him shooting people in the head. I'm like, okay, cool. That's brutal. But the, so the action was really good. The performances were really good. Even Christoph Waltz, who's in the movie very briefly, he's good. Anna de Armas, I think is her name. Her, the, the woman with the black dress. We meet in Cuba. Yeah. She meets in Cuba. Yes. She was really good just for her like five minutes of screen time. Oh my God. She was fantastic. Especially when they, they did like when she was fighting for a woman of her size, it was more realistic because she wasn't like throwing people over her shoulder and she wasn't like picking like these 200 pound dudes up. No, she was using her flexibility, using weapons and she was using her own body uh, to like, you know, kick him in the face, grab weapons and and shoot people she didn't like try and pick them up she wasn't doing something like in um atomic blonde where you know she's picking people up and throwing them everywhere like they're rag dolls she knows she's obviously just looking at her because she can see in the movie she's very thin she's not like you know super muscular she's using her own abilities and i actually really like that sure yeah and i thought her personality i've read that her personality is very bubbly i can definitely get that because when you first see her she's like oh yeah i've only had three weeks of training isn't this so much fun and Oh my God. My favorite was when they were in the changing room and he hands the dress and he's like, or she's like, all right, we're here in the wine cellar. And he's like, all right, should we get to know each other? She's like, no, <laughs> just hands him a tuxedo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she was really good. I thought Rami Malek was, I'm not going to say he's better than Lashif from Casino Royale, but definitely not better than Javier Bardem from Skyfall. But he's, he's right underneath those two. He's really good. Yeah, his his villain. I was a bit confused in the opening credit by his his whole motivation, but as the movie kind of progressed, I was like, "All right, fine." As the movie progresses, you realize his motivation, but then you also realize he's just crazy. Yeah, because I mean, the dude, the dude, just bad. He's batshit. Like, he's a really good actor. No- I like. I really like Rami Malek and most anything I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. But now let's get on to the. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention. Some of the trailers make you believe, oh, because there's this new character played by, I think her name is, her name is Lashana Lynch. She's the, new yeah, she 007. Yeah, she's the new 007 because James Bond has retired. And she's 
kind of shoving it in his face at some points. Like, I'm the new 007, stay out of my way. And he's kind of just throwing it back at her, like. Especially, like, when um, they're going into O's office, and she's like, oh, does that happen often? And then um, he's like, send him Bond. He walks in, does that happen often? Goes back in. It wasn't unnecessarily annoying, like, oh, I'm better than you. It was, she eventually, you know, they learned to respect each other towards the end, which I really, I thought it was appropriate. I thought, like, when she said, hey, permission to have um, him redesignated as 007, it's just a number, you know, kind of going back to what he had said, I was like, all right, she's showing the respect for him because obviously she's like, I know who you are. I've come to respect you kind of thing. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's really all the good things I have to say about the movie. There was a plot twist, which we'll get into later, which I'm unsure how I feel about. But yeah. So then the bad parts of the movie, obviously I said this earlier, when I saw it at the Regal, the sound was just loud. Oh my God. It was terribly, terribly loud. But Mm. other than that, oh, sorry. One more thing I want to mention for the good thing. I like that Billie Eilish song. It's not the most unique Bond song, but it was, it was good. It did go well with the very trippy uh, intro thing with like where it had like the DNAs of they were made of guns and it had all those like uh, colors. It, it did go really well with it. I agree with you. So, yeah, but like I said, the, the volume was bad. I would say usually in Bond movies, they have like that memorable sidekick character. Like, you know, there's random... It's not random task. That's the Austin Powers thing. But you know the Korean guy in some of the Sean Connery movies. And there's like Jaws. Box hat or box car. Yeah. It's that the Korean guy. And then there's there's Jaws from the Roger Roger Moore ones. Things like that. And then even in Spectre, they had Dave Bautista, I think. His name was Hicks or Hinks or something like that as the whatever, the muscle guy or whatever. In this one, they had some kind of guy who had, like, Blofeld's eye in him. But other than that, he wasn't really that memorable. Yeah, he was the uh, the mercenary from Italy who gave up, like, his eye so that uh, Blofeld could uh, see everything that was going on. And it was kind of weird because, like, I didn't really – because when you, he's first introduced, he's introduced as just, like, uh, the, the tour guy, the one that's showing him where the grave is that he's trying to find in the beginning. And it's just – kind of weird because it's like all these people just happen to be specter agents which to me was like a little weird but well and that's another thing i wanted to mention was just so christoph waltz is in the movie i don't really know why he was in the movie like i think because it was trying to because in the beginning where uh that dude was looking for the person that killed his family and it was that little girl's father christoph waltz was her father and he oh, ran me No, Christoph Waltz wasn't the father. Her father worked for Spectre, which Christoph Waltz was the head of. I thought they said that. Uh, oh, no, wait, no, wait, that is right. No, wait, no, are you sure? Because I, uh, I remember when they were talking about the father and how he killed the whole family, and that's why he was there. No, and it's then, not. You know, later that on, be- that house, and then they said, like, come out, father in secret rooms. No, that trust me, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, because I've watched Spectre in a minute, so I I can tell you. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, it was a little long. Two hours forty five minutes. That's something. I mean, it towards the middle, I was kind of checking my watch, but really not that bad. But 
Yeah, I mean, not really anything really negative besides the length and I just the the plot was a little confusing, but as you get into it, you understand it a little bit more. I kind of had some problems with the plot. Like for example, when they're talking about how it's nanobots that are uh going in and killing people, um part of the DNA sequence, I found it weird that it was a, an MI6 weapon but they never put it a fail safe because he just said, oh, well, it was never intended well, to be used this way, but it the, just kind of kind of weird knowing that the weapon that you're building, you didn't seem to think that it could be turned on you and used as a, a, a world-ending thing. Well, that, to me, was a little weird. At the beginning of the movie, there's that scientist who's actually developing it. I think he... Yeah, the, the, the Russian guy, the, the one that they, they kidnap. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, overall, wasn't too much negative, I'd say, besides the length. And, oh, yeah, in the trailers, this isn't really a spoiler, but everyone's like, oh, Madeline Swan is the, the key to all of this, you know. She's a funnier character we've had in the past, so we can get her working. No, I'm kidding. But, basically, they're all talking about how she's the key to all of everything, and when the movie really happens, you're like, she's not really. No, because, I mean, she, she basically was just shoved to the side like you would think like in the beginning where or bond assumes like oh you betrayed me you're thinking oh she has to know secrets because it's all they say about her like she knows secrets that you don't know and blah 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 and it's like all right so she clearly knows what's going on and then it just turns out nope no idea not yeah, a i didn't like how they kind of built that up she's really there to humanize bond and we'll get into that with spoilers but that's basically it, I guess. It just got shoved to the side. All that you know, build up, and then... Note, what I really like about Skyfall, and this isn't a detriment to this movie, but what I really like about Skyfall, there really is no Bond girl in that movie. There's no love interest. He's just on a mission, and this is his mission. The only one that you can probably say was, like, close was the part, was the contact one, the one that they were trying to shoot the whiskey glass off her head, and yeah. then um, she just ended up getting shot. Like, I guess you kind of, that's like the closest thing you could say, but yeah, there really isn't a, uh, 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 what do you want to call it? A femme fatale or someone trying to get with him or anything like that. Yeah. But moving back to no time to die. So I guess we'll go into spoilers, but before we do, we have a new rating system here. I can explain it. Basically it's based off. So there's five different levels here. So the lowest level for a movie that we have is we regret seeing it. So for example, for me, it's that Nicolas Cage movie left behind. I regret paying money to see that. Then the next level is a one and done. Like I saw it once. I have no desire to see it again. The new space jam movie. Oh God. Uh, yeah. The next level would be, I would watch it if it was on TV. I'm not going to actively search for it, but if, if I was flipping through channels and I saw it, I'd watch it. So black widow, something like that. Then a force, or excuse me, the next level would be, I would actively look for it on streaming. So the, the new Suicide Squad, I really enjoyed it quite a lot. So I would actively go ahead and search for it on HBO Max to watch it. And then the next one would be, I would actually buy a copy. This is the highest level. Like I'm actually going to spend my money to buy a copy of this and hold on to it for the future. So with that being said, I would say this one, it, I would watch it if it was on. I'm not going to actively stream it. I didn't hate it, but I I'm 
in between I would look for it and I would watch it. I'm in between there because mm-hmm. it's a very long movie just to sit through. Uh, but on top of that, it was a very nice send off for Daniel Craig. And I did enjoy how it was more human and how the action was limited to where it made sense and how realistic a lot more of the characters were. I'm in between. Okay. So now with that, we'll get into spoilers here. So from here on out, spoilers. One thing I really liked was... Okay, maybe I shouldn't say liked. One thing I'm on the fence on is the whole he has a daughter thing with the Madeline Con or whatever her name is. Because, like, it's never really... I liked it in the sense that it was different for Bond. Because the only other movie that they show him being married in was On Her Majesty's Secret Service, right? Yep, that's the one because the wedding got attacked. Yeah. But what I also found weird was, so they they slept together in Italy, obviously, because that's what it showed in the beginning, right? When they were talking about that the um, the door guy, the, the bellboy, was like, oh, uh, they're burning these uh, things for new beginnings, whatever. Letting go of the and, past, yeah. Yeah, and then they, they, you know, they have sex, and then, it, and then she's like, hey, you should go to, uh, I think it was Vanessa's grave, the, the woman. Yeah, Vesper. Go to Vesper's grave. And so it's like, okay, so that, I guess I can kind of see where she may have gotten pregnant. Um, but Later on, him a kid, it was just weird. It was weird because it's James Bond, but at the same time, because he's such, you know, they've tried to humanize the Daniel Craig James Bond, it made sense. It gave him more, I guess, emotional weight to, to the story. Yeah, like where normally he would have probably just like been defiant, like when he had a meeting with Amy Malik, but he had the kid and he threatened to kill the kid. I mean, of course, yeah, he did pull a gun, but still, like, he wasn't like, you know, ready to jump out and just start killing people. He was like, exactly. I got to make I didn't like was. She said, oh, he, it's not your kid. It's not your kid, even though you can very clearly tell they got an actress who looks a lot like Daniel Craig. So, And also, it was like, but her blue eyes. And it's like, not your kid. It's like, all right. But then later on, they do confirm that it is his kid. And I'm like, what was, what was the point of not? You know, what, what was that? I think because I think they were trying to hide it, jar justify, excuse me, was because um, when they went and met with Christoph Waltz's character, they were uh, the people, the MI6 people, they were saying that, um, you know, she still loves you. She's, she was heartbroken, blah, 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 blah. So I, I think that, and all, oh, and also on top of that, Rami Malik said that um, she was all about survival. Like she just knew how to survive. I think they were trying to justify her being hiding that, which it was kind of stupid by, oh, she was heartbroken. She wants nothing to do with him blah 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 so she's kind of just pushing that all that those feelings down so when okay, he actually is back on her life um it's not your kid it's not yours because she knows that um if he realizes that is his kid and you know she doesn't know what could happen she doesn't know how she would feel doesn't know how the kid would feel because obviously the kid never knew her dad that's fair like she's five years old she has no idea who my father is she probably said like your dad was um uh like when she was a kid in the beginning oh your dad's a doctor he daddy's a doctor he heals people no he doesn't honey he kills people that kind of thing so i think 
anyhow, uh, yeah, so it, the whole thing with her was it was just purely survival mode. I think that's that's the angle they were shooting for. Sure, I understand that. Uh, but the other thing, though, the plot, though, a lot of it, like I said earlier, with the fail-safe thing, um, also uh, another thing, though, that I didn't uh, get in the fur in the beginning was when she shot him multiple times, it didn't really explain how he survived. Wait, you're talking about where Amy Malik, when he was shot, because in the beginning, Oh, he get, cause he's the, he's the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. sorry. That, that was the thing. So real quick, her, her dad was Mr. White from the quantum of solace and casino Royale. Oh my God. I forgot about Mr. Because Warren. if Christoph Waltz was her dad, that would make James Bond her uncle. Oh my God. I didn't even. Yeah. I forgot about Mr. White. I haven't watched those in a while. Well, that's while. one thing about this movie is that you need to have seen the last couple, like right up to this point. I, yeah, it's been forever since I've seen any of them. So. I should binge them all. I mean, I. I saw Skyfall just three months ago. It was on TV. And I hadn't even watched the others. God, I forgot about Mr. White. Yeah. Anyway. But anyhow, uh, when she shoots him, he gets hit three or four different times. All like one, I think one was like right near his heart, somewhere in the chest, and what? he collapses and she's dragging his body out. And it just it didn't really explain how, because you could see the blood coming out of the wounds. My so that, that would indicate there isn't any body armor. I was going to say, what if he was wearing like a bulletproof vest, but some of it got through, so he was still bleeding, but it didn't kill him? I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um, anyhow, another thing I didn't like about the plot was the bombing uh, of, of the grave in the beginning, too. Well, that was just a side thing, because Christoph Wolf wanted to kill James Bond. Get that, but the uh, but the thing I didn't get was so he's up there with his note that says "forgive me." He's burning it right, and then suddenly click, 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 boom, and then eventually later on in the movie when he meets Crystal with Christoph Waltz, he's like, "Oh yeah, she never betrayed you. I put the bomb there. I tried to kill you." I was like, "Well, well, wait. You would have to have known he was going to that grave. You would have to have set the bomb beforehand, and you would." In, like what the what is well, the chance to see it though? I get specters everywhere, but you also have to take into account what were the chances he was going to go to that grave. Exactly. I what, don't know. What were the odds that he would have been like, you know what? Well, they probably were tracking him. I have to go ask for forgiveness. Like there was just there was no way. There was just zero way that he would have known that. And the other thing about the plot, which I think is the biggest one, is. The Russian guy that they kidnap from MI6 after they massacre all the other scientists, uh, at the end of the movie, for some reason, he says to to Naomi, the character, that, you know, I could use this weapon to eradicate your entire race. And then she's like, okay, bye, and kicks him into the the acidic water. Was he not important? He like, the, the whole, who... like, he was alive throughout everything he was say he was spared by specter he was spared by mi6 he was spared he was taken like trying to get taken by that logan ash guy who by the way 
pain in the ass like side villain ish person. Oh yeah, that twist villain who kills Felix Leiter. You know, yeah. Yeah. That. And then also the fact that he didn't last long at all. Because I thought when he had done that, he was gonna be like some CIA agent, super important to the to the plot. Like I thought he was like working with Rami Malik. I thought he was like Well he was right working with Rami Malik. I mean like I mean like as in like his right hand man kind of thing. You know, kinda of like oh, he no. was basically he would have been his boxcar. That's like, what I assumed. Yeah, because, like, not even, like, a half hour after you meet him when they're in the forest, he's dead. I think it was like, more than an hour, but yeah. More, yeah, okay, fine, because you do meet him technically in Cuba, um, after or before Cuba. So, okay, so yeah, fair enough, an hour. But still, he's dead. Because, like, he, James Bond just pulled the car on top of him after he had flipped it using the, um, using the wench from the other downed car. But still... He didn't last long, so that was kind of stupid. But the other thing I didn't also get was at the very end. You see Rami Malek leaving. You see him with all those people getting onto their ships that are the unidentified vehicles, whatever. You don't hear about those again. And then just, I think just because they needed a dramatic ending, Rami Malek just never left the island. He just shows up and he tries to kill Bond. And but then he infects Bond with the the nanobots, whatever. Yeah, that and, and to kill Madeline's and went, daughter. Yeah, because it's like you can be alive, but you can never go near these people. Which again, it doesn't make any sense that they didn't have a failsafe, or they didn't tell Bond like because it's just weird how well, I, I think you're you, thinking about the failsafe is is just because. Well, it's also weird because it was developed by MI6 for a purpose. And then also Q, who has not really much knowledge on this whole project because it was a a black site. He just is like, oh, yeah, it's on you forever. He, he just knows that it's there. And I think it, I get it. He could probably have gone through the files. But and and also, yeah. And the other thing, like I said, going back to the Russian guy, like he probably would have been instrumental in finding a cure. So, like, what, you just fucking killed him. Like, the guy that you've been needing throughout this well, entire movie. They didn't, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. They didn't know, but. Yeah, because it's like, th- like out of all the people that were massacred in, in the, the black site there, there during the gas leak, as, as uh, M put it, that guy was the only one spared because he was working on this thing specifically. So, wh- you just, because he said something obviously awful she just killed him yeah it didn't make a damn lick of sense to me because then she basically condemned bond and anybody else who was infected especially that thing in cuba um anyone that was alive uh that made it out um now they are condemned for life because she kicked him into the thing because now there's no way they can unless they try and study but it would probably take years and years and years for them to actually find something like, oh my God, we can reverse this. So like, that was another thing about the plot I didn't like. Eh. Well, so that brings us to the point, Bond dies in this one at the end, which, I mean, it's his his last movie. And they make it make sense. It makes sense in that he needs to be there to make sure that the facilities open up enough for the missiles to be able to destroy everything. And... 
because Rami Malek closes it, then he fights Rami Malek, and then he dies, and then he needs to stay there to open, and he's already shot up. He can't leave. And so they finally, he dies, and he accepts it. And really, the only problem I have with it was afterwards, there's like two scenes that run like a total of two, three minutes with M and Money Penny and Q and all them. They're all just taking a drink. There's not really any closure with them besides that. And then you I see Matt from- driving their daughter, and she's like, I'm going to tell you about this guy named James Bond. And well, also, you do, you do have to remember, too, they were saying, like, let's respect James. That's why they poured up that extra whiskey glass and they, they clicked it. They cheered with it for kind of like I'm him. Just saying I would have liked something a little bit extra. I mean, it wasn't bad. I'm just saying, like, it, it felt like to close this whole franchise out, it would have been nice if it was more. Like, when they closed Avengers Endgame, you know, I mean, I hate to use the example, but they had, like, a 10-minute, 20-minute long epilogue, basically, where Captain America goes back and then they have a funeral for Tony Stark and... Thor goes and joins the Guardians, and it's just kind of like this whole thing. And if you're going to conclude the Bond franchise like this, just by saying like, you know what, we have to remember and respect the memory of James Bond. Let's get back to work. Click on the glass. I get that. Yeah, that is a little, a little shitty. Yeah. One thing I did also, I also liked. Um, I think it's Rafe Fines as, as M was really good. I thought M, Money Penny, and Q were really good. Just those actors have been playing those roles for a while now. M, I liked him as an actor, but his character, I hated his character. Fair. But, yeah, it, it overall, I mean, those are really the, the big things I wanted to say about the movie. Overall, like I said, I, I'd watch it if it was on TV. I just wouldn't actively go out and see it. And I'm still in between. Yeah. But overall, I'd put it under spec or under Skyfall and Casino Royale. But definitely Quantum of Solace, and I'd say better than Spectre. I can Spectre agree. Was, Spectre was boring, man. It was all over the place. I will, I will say that because I do remember it being a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit over the place because I did. I thought I think the only other time I watched on DVD, probably like a year after it came out, and previous to that I saw it opening weekend at um, AMC, and that was the last time I watched it. And that was, what, three, four years ago now? Would have been six years ago that um, Spectre came out, 2015. Spectre came out 2015? Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's right, because I was still working there. So I think that's going to do it for all of us, well, for this episode. Overall, really enjoyed it. You know, go check it out if you want. It's definitely worth it. But I think for our next episode, we're going to talk about who the next Bond should be and also just talk about Bond movies in general, you know, what our favorite ones are, why they work, that thing. So I mean, I think Sylvester Stallone should be the next James Bond. I'm not going to lie. Exactly. He's an Italian stallion, and James Bond is a stallion. I'm trying to see if the, how, much movie, how much money this made over the weekend. Let me see here. When did it come out tomorrow, though, for Monday, or is it already out? They usually give out the box office numbers. Fifty-six million, not bad. No, I mean, no, that's just that's just a weekend. Yeah. So, anyway, well, thank you all for enjoying this. I know we haven't been really doing a lot of episodes lately, but you know, it's we got. It's hard with not much to talk about, and I mean, I understand where it's like I really rather just not talk than just bore you to death talking about probably something that you didn't care to see or bother to watch. So I guess the next one, I, I want to go see the new Halloween movie. So 
as well i think me uh and lily and gabby are probably going to go make a plan for it depending on what their schedules are and even i'm trying to think even what comes out here soon let me see here i kind of want to see the new venom but i still haven't even seen the first one i just know what happens still haven't seen shang chi i don't i mean it's not that i don't care it's just i i don't really want to go out and see it in theaters i'll watch it in Disney Plus. shang chi it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing when I was hanging out with Lily and Gabby and we, we saw it. Um, I think probably a week after it came out, it was, it was something I'll tell you that it, it just, I don't care to see Dune. Wait for- I've never cared to see Dune. I don't, everyone loves Dune. I just don't care. And then I, I'm on the fence on that one. So, but what else is coming out? I mean, there's the French Dispatch. Don't really. I'm not a big Wes Anderson fan. There's Last Night in Soho, which I might see because that's Edgar. That Wright. I don't want to watch. That yeah. I do want to watch. I have no desire to see Eternals. I don't care. It doesn't look interesting to me. So I don't care either. Honestly, the next episode we might do might just be the the new Spider-Man movie because that's the only one really coming out soon that I really want to see. So, well, well I guess Halloween. Yeah, and also I think in November. Um, I'm going to start a new tradition myself uh, now that Norm MacDonald has unfortunately passed away, RIP, um, one month ago. Um, how Grace, she does the February Carey, where you watch Jim Carrey movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a normal November where I watch just Norm MacDonald movies. Does he have any besides Dirty Work that he's actually the lead in? I don't know if he has any that he's the lead. I don't I have to double check. I think he does, but they're probably very old. Obviously they're probably 30, 40 years old at this point, but regardless of that, he does have a lot of funny, funny side characters where he helps and helps with the plot. Like oh, yeah, I saw, um, there was Deuce Bigelow, the second one where he plays the Scottish man whore. Yeah. So. Oh my God. And there was also uh, the one where he was in, um, what was it, uh, Animal, where he was like, hey, quick question here. If we break away from the mob, can we? <laughs> like that, that was pretty funny. Oh, I like the one where he's like, oh, you don't understand. If you don't pay me, I'm going to shove this up your pee hole. No. <laughs> and also, well, I'm going to be watching the entire series of Mike Tyson Mysteries. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'll go see the new Halloween, but other than that, I'll probably wait to see Spider-Man, and then, yeah, we'll see what happens, but Next episode we'll do here in a little bit. Um, I don't know when we're going to get to it, but maybe later today, maybe this week. But we'll do. We'll talk about some more Bond movies since it's Bond time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and we'll probably do another Halloween special this year. No, cool. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Enjoy your football Sunday, and have a good week. See you.